Suhas Motwani is currently full-time with PepsiCo, building out a bunch of internal tools on their finance and innovation team. On the side, he manages one of India's largest volunteer-driven product communities, the Product Folks, and is also building a suite of productivity apps at Indistract to help folks fight digital distraction. So we caught up with Suhas to pick his brains about community building. How should one think about it at different stages? 0 to 1, 1 to 10, and 10 to 100. How should volunteers think about communities and what they can get out of communities like the product folks? We also spoke about the changing world of work, Indian startups, and product management. If you want insights, deep insights on community building from someone who's been there and done that, you'll want to listen to this. If you're serious about your future relevance and building a career in products, you'll definitely want to listen to this. This is the CTQ Smartcast, where we have conversations about up-leveling, deliberate practice, and getting future relevant. Hi, welcome, Suhas. Welcome to the CTQ Smartcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Harish. Super excited to chat with you today. Yeah. So let me start with an easy uh, one, and, and we throw in a bouncer immediately after that. But the easy one is, you know, what is a community for you? You know, what is its importance and why should one start a community? What inspired you to start the product folks? Sure. Sure. So early days of product folks um, was essentially we were doing offline events, right? And uh, if you think of the early days, our intention was just to get interesting people in the same room. Funny story, I think we were also early in our careers. Uh, we were like, okay, hey, we also want to, you know, meet other people in our, uh, you know, similar space, similar time, people who are looking to, you know, grow in their product careers. And also we get, we were talking one-to-one with senior product leaders. Um, so we were like, okay, others might also be interested, you know, whether just as a fly on the wall or, you know, maybe um, we, we were looking at, hey, um, you know, how do we just get interesting people in the room? That's it. Nowhere where we are today. That's That was the baseline where we started. We started doing offline events. First offline event was in Bangalore. Um, luckily, got some support. Um, we were gave a space. Two product leaders came down, shared their time with us for about one, two hours. And we got about uh, 70, 80 folks in the room, right? Imagine uh, zero social presence back then, either personal or DPA. We had to manually DM a lot of people to come and people turned up. So we were like, okay, hey, uh, this is interesting, right? We're getting people in the room. People are also interested. So let's just do it, right? So that's how the early days of DPA just started getting interesting people. We got to meet interesting people. And at the same time, they got to network. So then we started WhatsApp groups. They used to interact. They used to stay back, network, then get into WhatsApp group. And that was the early days of DPA. Slowly, we started growing across different cities just offline events but across nine different cities in india took some time one city at a time but um, over six months eight months i think every month we used to do these offline events uh, then covid hit right so we had to switch everything online post that and i think that's when we started learning okay hey, what is it that the community wants we didn't know we were building community back then honestly we just started with these uh, you know events and offline groups um didn't know anything what community management was, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, with that intention, slowly we started getting reach out saying that okay, hey, we're also interested to break into product. And back then we saw what were the offerings available in the market. There were boot camps, there were MBA colleges, that's how people were breaking into product. We we're like, okay, hey, there's lots of great content on the internet already. Why don't we just curate it and share it with them? Right. So that's where learn PM with dot me was born. And within a month, we were seeing easily about six thousand, eight thousand hits on the website organically. Right. Back then also social was not that strong. 
So we were like, okay, hey, people are interested to read. And once we started getting some feedback, uh, we were seeing, okay, there is a good time spent on the website. But even like two, three months later, we were still getting DMs saying that, hey, content is great. You've curated it well, gives us an understanding, but we're still not able to break into product, right? So the outcome is still not coming. Some of them are maybe trying on their own and getting, but a large majority won't. And uh, as we started growing and doing these events, we realized there were a lot more people who wanted to break into product. There is enough demand, there's uh, lots more supply. At the same time, someone needs to play that enabler route and connect these two in a better way. So that's when Insurgio, which is today our flagship program in a very, very small format. We started that saying that, and everything, if you notice, is built based on something that we're hearing from all of our members, right? So Learn PM with me came from there. And from there, we were like, okay, hey, outcomes, how do we target? So we looked at a lot of the APM programs in the US. And there was this company in Canada called Toronto APM, which was doing a similar program. And uh, we were like, okay, hey, this might be interesting. Can we do something similar, but for India? And we started off with a very tiny cohort. Did two small cohorts of that. And then this time was our biggest flagship, right? The same, same thing. We just unbundled the entire offering. We saw about 2,000, 3,000 people were on the wait list for this year's program. We were like, okay, let's do one thing. Let's open up the educational bit, right? Get the most like senior folks, the best folks in the industry to take up each of these topics, about 12 topics we had. And education is open to all. Those who go through the entire, whoever's putting in the effort, doing the assignments, doing the office hours, doing the um, weekly live sessions, coming down to the taverns networking, all that is free uh, and completely open to everyone. Right? Of course, uh, there was some amount of shortlisting based on how they filled. They had to take about 15, 20 minutes to fill out a form. So based on that, some basic level shortlisting, that's all. nothing, no one was eliminated as such, if you filled everything. And uh, everyone gets access, right? So we're not stopping anyone from that access. But at the end of it, what we do, we have an assessment, right? A 50, 50 minute assessment. And based on that, they attach the PRD. They've been working on a PRD for 12 weeks, they attach that. And based on that, the top quartile gets access to opportunities, gets access to mentorship. What we used to do for maybe 10, well, that was the operationally heavy bit, right? And because what we were doing there was, like we had so many people on waitlist, we were like, why don't we open up this? Like more people get access, right? And uh, that had tremendous response. We got about 20,000 signups on that. And slowly, like, I think lots of things in between, but to cut short, I think that's how like the journey has started. Like if you ask me, okay, hey, what was TPF early on? Why did we start it? Initially it was just that, but gaining interest, giving some, you know, uh, need in the market, gaining some more responses from the members in the community that, hey, this is something that's missing. Can you guys, you know, come together? Um, that is how I think the, the community has grown. And of course, um, an unsaid truth is like a really good set of volunteers who came on board, right, to build together uh, the core team, the main group, all the volunteers who are currently also new folks who've joined in. All of them put a lot of effort behind the scenes, which goes unnoticed. So I think uh, huge props to that. Uh, Touchwood, luckily, you've been able to get a very, very good set of folks to actually run this. Right. That's right. a very good yeah. story. So product has always been... Um, you know, an area of weakness for the, you know, for the Indian, whatever, you know, country right. system, whatever you want to call it, right? Services was always yeah. our forte. And, right. uh, you know, this has been something which, you know, NASCOM has tried to address. There have been other, yeah. you know, bodies. I think there's an Institute of Product Leadership and yeah. people have tried to do it on their own. Of course, now I see some of these, you know, individual PMs running their own courses, uh, yeah. you know, where, where they are uh, doing this. But yeah. do you see this, um, you know, the, the current, uh, uh, you know, rise of the Indian startup, uh, you know, space much better than what it was last, you know, 10 years ago, where so many companies are now, you know, they, they have achieved product market fit, they're now getting into the IPO stage, you know, unicorns are raining left, right and center, 
all that is also a culmination of this whole product movement now becoming mature and that's how we can actually say that you know whatever we used to think of of the silicon valley right that oh things are like that uh, you know in silicon valley and here it's always services so have we sort of reached that inflection point with respect to product startups in in india 100% i think uh... um lots of folks today you see i think anu aryaran also recently said the quality of entrepreneurs the quality of products that are getting built is far far ahead i am not sure i can comment from 10 years ago <laughs> i probably wasn't in the market back then but what i can say for sure is in the last 5 uh, years also from what i've been observing two parts two parts to this right one is definitely a lot more for coming and helping you know that give back is there in the society which probably would have been there but at least it's far greater today right uh, these are folks who maybe come back from the valley these are folks who worked with you know flipkart and snapdeals who grown to the edges so they've seen uh, some amount of scale right they've been building products they've been involved in the space and are now ready to give back so i think that is also a huge factor that is one side of thing and on the other side of things i think the mindset is also slowly shifting right over the years i think startups have become less risky right compared to a lot lot of lot of talented folks how how they used to think earlier so okay um, you know maybe maybe i go down to the us maybe that's where the money gets I don't want to work in such. So maybe that was the thought process back then. But now I see even folks uh, right in college doing lots of internships. They graduate from good colleges. They want to join early stage startup. The knowledge of ESOPs is improving. Uh, founders are now realizing how important it is to you know you know um, build the team, give them also some skin in the game. Uh, these are small small things, but I think all of this adds up, right? Um, I don't think product alone. I, in fact, like you mentioned, I think NASCOM etc. have done a fantastic job building that ecosystem, building the foundation. Now it's just things have changed a little bit, right? NASCOM. probably was building the bridge between how do you transition from services to products now it is about how do you like develop this entire ecosystem if you see over the last 3 years it's been more about how do you bridge talent and startups right so there was one shift if you call it between services and product which i think we've crossed to a certain extent right of course it's not going anywhere right infosys and tcs still probably one of the largest and that is here to stay but uh, i feel at least we've crossed an inflection point where lots of folks are starting they are thinking about right even if they've been in the industry for some time or they've been you know right out of college everyone is trying to think that entrepreneurial bug is hitting a lot of people right in some form or the other whether it is whether it is side projects whether it is full time whether it's working with startup you think of it even like a founding team is taking some risk maybe not as much as a founder but at least taking that risk at least like having that uh, mindset that okay i want to work i want to build something i think that inflection point is definitely here and uh, only going to grow i feel like this decade is india's decade right um, probably what we did over the last decade was a foundation but this entire 2020 to 2030 is definitely india's decade um, we're no more seen as an outsourcing hub right some of the right. biggest startups are selling like building here or selling outside of india the flipkart and movies have put us on the global roadmap right and like you mentioned i think uh, unicorns is probably just a Uh, secondary effect of that that's just a validation that hey you know there is outside of money also coming into it the validation ipos are happening right this didn't happen till just 3 months ago with the zomato ipo things have restarted yes there were some earlier but this has started the new wave right tomorrow today i think was the last day of pitm so i think with zomato nike had a fabulous start right so i think this is a series of events which will bring back more liquidity in the ecosystem which will again spur up so the entire loop is just getting a lot more stronger yes i i think it's also a question of the indian consumer now becoming you know more aware so they're also probably demanding better products right i think it, it is working both sides uh, both ways i agree i think uh, i mean if you see 
it's absolutely true what you mentioned right you think design has such a big focus today compared to you know x number of years ago we were probably like hey let's just ship this people will use it but now i think that aesthetics also has a has a like the entire ui plays so much of an important role founders are you know looking for designers very early on uh, good product designers are so hard to find so i think all of that is coming together and i think it's just not uh, you know theek hai chalta hai this product works is not the attitude that is is in founders founders also trying to build much better product products that work of course but also much you know better working how do you make it simpler for the user um, what is the best way for you know a to from a to b you know for for that to happen how do you make it more visually aesthetic i think all of that is coming together that's why i mentioned like i think uh, this is probably just like the inflection point that we were waiting for maybe these ipos are just going to add more fuel to that fire for sure right. in fact when i look at what people consider as you know a pms work these days the role yeah. um, you know if i look back at you know when when i started my first startup in 2010 that is what a founder would have been thinking of right uh, today <laughs> almost all of that responsibility is is you know is with the pm uh, these days because it's not just you know product manager is not just looking at the technical aspect but you know a whole range of things which earlier would have been you know <laughs> what a founder would have been thinking about so it's it's an interesting uh, uh, progress but coming back to you know to you and the product folks uh, suha so you know now that you've been running this uh, this is the bouncer that i talked about earlier right so what do you know about community building that others don't <laughs> i can tell you one i don't know whether others know it or not but i think uh, one thing i've realized over time is uh, consistency plays a lot of effort right there is so much so many things that you need to and second thing is also you just need to put in the hours right there's no short shortcut to it right you need to put into hours to understand those first you know 200 300 members what do they exactly want there is no way you can scale this from day zero right mm-hmm. uh, for example i'll give you a parallel example right tomorrow if it was just about starting a business starting starting up i could just probably you know figure out a place where i can source material x uh, set up a shopify store run ads and at least try making a margin i'm not saying it will work but at least i can put that and there is a chance of making it autopilot right for a community to get to that stage there's a lot of effort people think theek hai i'll start a discord server uh, i have some following today on linkedin or on twitter or anywhere i'll just run an or even if i don't i'll run an ad i'll bring them to that discord server and uh, we'll engage and that's it like community management is so easy right um, i feel that's been the biggest learning i feel it's very easy to start a community in today's day and age right because it's everything is digital for the last year and a half every been everyone's been stuck at home so it's very simple to start a community but the hardest part is retaining right as simple as that that how you going to ensure folks find interest right find interest whether you're doing an event whether you're doing something online in an online world i think retention is the hardest challenge and i feel in one way although we started offline i think that was a huge boon like to us right uh, logistically super hard i might not go back to doing it but because we did that uh, honestly i think we have a much tighter early community because they met in person right they know each other from person what they engaging online is a is a like a follow on to that it's a loop closing over there mm-hmm. so i think from that aspect um, boon or bane i think that was definitely a plus one to us uh, online has just helped us scale a lot faster right um, so i feel like give it time right if i were to like tell someone who's starting and this is something we share with everyone at the community fund um, give it time right unlike a lot of other things this one will look a lot more patience uh, 
uh, understand things can change very fast here also right you might start a community within three months people might not be as engaged you'll figure out something else and it'll evolve it'll evolve it'll evolve uh, you can draw lots of parallels between community management and product management just community management i feel requires a lot more patience in product management you need a little more impatience right you need things to move a little faster in community management that is the only difference or else you can draw infinite number of parallels between product management uh you know you as a founder building a startup and you as a community manager running your own company i think these are three parallels you can draw i would say lots of things are very very similar but one thing i definitely put a lot more emphasis on is on consistency we've done about 350 events right in just two two and a half years um, that means almost if you counted it uh, every week we might be doing at least three like if you if you put an average number to it right over the last um, more than two years now so um and this this is something that has been happening over time right initially okay we were across lots of cities but now online also we've been able to maintain that so i think that is the that is a factor consistency and patience i feel these are two things uh, if someone had told me early on i think i would have been a lot more confident a lot more double down on it much much more earlier i think we took it very slow initially because we didn't have an idea ourselves right wherever we go this is something i wish lots more people know and if you do do it for two years there's lots of potential on top of it right i'm just sharing where we are at today i'm not sharing any nuggets of wisdom i'm just telling you what we've learned over the last two and a half years and i can tell you for a fact there's lots of things you can do after you know you cross that nine month 12 month period just that consistently do it right it's as simple as even like when you guys do a podcast right you you can draw lots of parallels right when you do a podcast that first six months is the hardest right because you don't see any output yeah. but as soon as you cross that episode number x right and if you're just doing one episode uh, every week for one year right you have 50 episodes out that's when things start kicking in so you need to go through that grind for one year same thing for community you can probably draw parallels a lot more easier than maybe other people can right in fact i'm I'm actually reminded of this interesting recipe that i had read Uh, i think it was about some french uh, dish but i think it Uh it, uh, works for everything so they had a list of ingredients and they said the most important ingredient is time Ah, <laughs> nice. yes. Must have been like a slow cooking recipe, but yes, I agree. Yeah. I think uh, definitely I would put that as my number one. Right, you need to put time into this. Uh, if not, there are better ways. Like you might not community man. Com- you don't have to start a community, right? Right. There are lots of things. Once you start a community, there are lots of things you need to take care of. But there are other things you could do as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to start a community. But remember that starting a community is the easiest retaining is the hard so you know spend a lot of time even when you start a community spend a lot of time there and i think okay maybe 12 months is very difficult to plan for but at least over the next 3 months where do i you know want to take it like some right. goals some activities and some very rough structure so right. that at least you know you're going one step ahead that's all right yeah, yeah. so let's let's unpack this a bit uh, yeah. uh, suhas i mean like you said starting a community is very easy in terms of the tools it's very democratized same thing with podcasting right now you can actually you know publish a podcast very easily but right. it's it's a rest of it which is actually timeless right which are, which was there earlier as well which is probably going to you know hold true later uh, uh, you know as as well uh, right. which is the mindset that you require you you mentioned you know patience and you know showing up this got nothing to do with the tools that are available uh, today yeah. right so what are the tips that you would give to people at different stages of community building one yeah. let's let's take two or three different use cases right one is a somebody who wants to uh, you know start a community one who's probably hit that six months one year now what next for them yeah. 
and another one who's probably has a thriving community thinks knows a lot but then what next for them as well let's let's look at these three use cases and okay. think of what what uh, you would recommend sure thing sure thing so i'll start with the 0 to 1 like people who are just thinking of starting a community for them i'd i'd, I'd uh, you know suggest that take away the inertia right um, like i mentioned start planning for maybe just 3 months don't plan 2 years 5 years from now where will i be what will i do with the community uh, how do i monetize all that will follow right? right just have like that initial thing hey where am i where do my interest lie right that circle of competence you might have heard of that theory, right where does my interest lie because if you're passionate about something you'll give it a longer term especially if it's something like community you you need to delay that gratification as much as possible so you know figure out your circle of competence um, based on that you'll have some more interest to do what you're doing right so that's the only thing so figure that then there are some very easy like you mentioned i think tools are just enabling in today's digital era um say you want to go the same route we did what you can do very simply is take luma and whatsapp two tools and in between you already have zoom right three tools very seamlessly with luma gather registrations attach the zoom link at the end of the event feedback form goes in which you have the whatsapp link entire loop is created right if if, if and this is a very neat hack i'm just giving it away to you but i think this is the simplest tag shouldn't stop anyone from starting right you can kick off things so seamlessly right so just kick things off you will figure out honestly i think that is step 1 step 2 is now okay now say x now and I'm, i'm telling you like if you're starting with events as a community tomorrow you can start with content as a community i think um, from the product perspective lenny has done a fantastic job there right started writing a newsletter built a community on top of it so there are tons of different ways to you know start a community you need to figure out which channel you want to start with uh, wherever you're comfortable podcast could be another acquired as a great community behind a podcast right so there are different channels where you can start uh, figure out what works for you but um, first step in your 0 to 1 figure out that interest figure out like a 2 3 month plan hey where do i want to go and get started and then very very like on the very next step try figuring out some of the initial members who might be interested you know to help you so i feel like don't go solo into this because that's where the journey becomes a lot harder to retain to you know give that initial so try finding those early folks as you're starting i feel these are the minimal things um one or two things which i can share um, which might help you a little more is also um don't go too too early into monetizing right um i feel like that just changes the entire dynamic what in fact your kpi or your you know north star at that point of view is just figure out how do i build relationships how do i add value right two things simple rest of it will follow if you are able to build those early relationships whether with your community members whether with senior folks who you want to invite and second that will that will play a much larger role that is number one and second is how do you attract more of these folks to help build with you right don't go into it alone because get hard you can do it alone but i just feel like hey, that that journey becomes a lot more harder right so for early folks that is something from that 0 to 1 point of view as you scale now say you've been doing it for 6 to 12 months like you mentioned right we have some more members at at this point there are two three challenges that might come forward and which might also follow through with the next part that you mentioned say you've been doing it for 24 months you've grown at five so there are some common challenges here number one what i see is stagnation right um people love new things right 24 months into this someone else start something new people are going to try so be completely okay with that uh, your members are going to go like the simple bottom truth is your members are going to go where they find value right that is important the word they find value if you are the most valuable they're not going to go to but be completely okay right so two three things what you can start thinking is how do i stay relevant to today you might be great two years ago but if you're not staying updated so you know people want new things give them the basics right what's working double down on that it's not that just because you see some that shiny object theory right yeah. just don't go behind that but at the same time try keeping like you know innovative try keeping yourself innovative because that's when 
as you want as you go on adding new new things to your you know adding value to your community members they are going to stick around if they find the most value here they're not going to go else all right so try figuring out 12 to 24 months okay maybe for 6 to 12 months is also this relevant how do you figure out like first number one double down on things that are working and second figure out new things right keep updating the market what is it that the you know members want right 12 months into our journey we really okay even if, even though we have this nice little curated we thought we were doing a great job but people are not able to transition they are going to go to something more structured right you know to figure out keep talking to your members right and product you need to keep talking to your user and community you need to keep talking to your member and if you are building for them they are going to use it and the day you are listening to them you are building for them so it's a much easier way to build products in fact right 6 to 12 months that stay there and that's why you can also start thinking now about that vision the mission etc right now you need to get people uh, and this is i'm talking for early stage first time community builders if you are third fourth time then maybe you can do a lot of these things much earlier right today if i would start a community i would do a lot of things earlier but first time get uh, first build momentum right the keyword here is momentum so figure out momentum once you get some momentum now start figuring out process now start figuring out you know vision mission all that is important because that's where you know community members your volunteer your core team members will start aligning to hey what is it that we are really doing here why am i putting extra time here right if it's a volunteer or if it's a full time also what is it that they want because initially even you don't have an idea so it's not that easy but now you need to start figuring out or your core team you need to sit down with them and figure out so that everyone else has some direction as to where you're going or what is it that you want to achieve and um, here i think um, lots of principles that you can learn from how web3 is evolving right community governance community voting you can do that in web2 but a lot of us miss out on that right we do it very uh, ad hoc so like try figuring out how you can involve the community uh, that is for your 6 to 12 months post that i think now it is about figuring out now you have some amount of vision mission now you have to try aligning more processes how do you scale you're at that scaling factor right so you hit 1000 members say you hit 2000 members you know to figure out now do you want to scale on volume do you want to scale on value maybe maybe you can bring out paid memberships here right it becomes like a freemium layer maybe you can start with paid from day one but then you need to have an audience to sell that so figure out where that that i'm telling you broad principles across 0 to 1 1 to 10 and 10 to 100 but these can definitely overlap based on what your existing journey is right so you have a crazy following on instagram of 1 million you can directly start with paid membership from day one not a problem you can skip that 0 to 1 entirely right but at this you know 12 to 24 months plus we are also at that stage right now so i feel at that point of time it's lots more important to ensure that the things that you're doing continue happening you have processes in place so that even if you know some of these community members drop or some volunteers drop or someone else can easily step in and pick that up right so that is the foundation getting built and second is now now you are in a driving seat right you've been doing this for 24 months now you know the ecosystem better you know the space a lot better there might be early people coming but you've been there done that for 24 months right uh, using those insights can you now be in a driving position right So now you are big enough, maybe not as big, but you are at least big enough to make small dents, right? So maybe can you uh, figure out how do you start enabling? How do you start bridging it even further, right? Uh, initially, things might have been out of like you, if you re- reach out to the top of the pyramid, that entire block is missing, so it becomes hard. Now you built out a certain block. Can you take those, you know, leaps? Can you connect? Can you connect more dots, right? i think you are now becoming at the center of driving a lot of things so it is important for you to act more responsibly but be also a lot more ambitious right now is the time where you set you know really ambitious goals it's okay right those are those moonshots just like how startups have that 20% for moonshot you really need to start taking those bridges while while maintaining that 80% and growing the community right don't let that go it might have not become as exciting because anything new is exciting 
but two two years into it now things might seem like hey there's some monotony setting up there is some you know boring stuff that i need to keep doing month on figure out hey can i automate this all that stuff is where you need to figure out here there might be still there might be something that you cannot automate relationships 30 minute calls that cannot be automated right so if if you do have that interest i think double down on that figure out how you can delegate more how do you you know onboard more people you need to do the boring stuff that is a given but at the same time keep 20% of your time for those moonshots because that is where even your community gets much more excited plus you are in a driving seat right these moonshots would have been not possible 2 years ago right not possible 24 months ago but now you are in a good position so don't miss out on that 20% but at the same time uh ensure that 80% is now maybe you know driving sustainability for you maybe driving monetization for you that can further you know help grow your community a lot lot larger so i think there are different stages at different stages focus on different thing and uh, yeah keep it tactical like i i tried sharing some things that are a little more tactical um and hope that helped yeah right so uh, you know uh, while you were uh, you know um, uh, talking about how somebody who is starting a community should be thinking a parallel you know thought struck me right uh, two parts to this question uh, have people uh, started you know volunteering their time uh, in in a different way as compared to earlier when i guess the default was to go and consume right yeah. uh, now has it changed has that changed have people started volunteering their time more easily more readily i think now they're seeing the impact of it right initially when we started we didn't really have too much to give back to the volunteers right so i think at that point of time it was he like okay i just want to like help out and see where it goes it used to become a lot more difficult to align incentives right because it's a it's a lot farther out it's, it's not it's, it's not very immediate right there at least like 12 months out where we can even like promise something of course some things you can do but you need a lot more believers at that stage now i think it's a lot more structured right we've seen so many of our volunteers transition to product roles themselves right they know the importance so that loop gets created there then there is lots more visibility in the ecosystem today so uh, it's not as hard as it was earlier people want to associate with for example back then um, building tpf versus maybe going and contributing to a google developer circle or facebook community people choose the latter right like tpf no one knew back then but now you get so much more inbound hey um i have say 5 hours a week i have 10 hours a week uh, i'd love to help grow the ecosystem or for example we just finished our insurgo which is a flagship cohort lots of them who graduated from that found jobs and now just immediately they were say like hey you guys did a fantastic job i'd love to contribute back right so if they start seeing the value that's when people are okay hey these guys are doing you know a great job on the side why can't i just help them out all right so i think uh, it's a it's a factor of time initially it's a lot harder initially you need to do a lot more outbound um get them in but i think uh, once you have some believers i think uh, as as you scale right at the 12 to 24 month mark their things start becoming a little easier as long as you stay uh, you know relevant and fun i think uh, uh, one of the best parts i think our volunteers lots of people ask us okay hey, what's in it for the volunteers why do people volunteer the time for this i think uh, we have a younger volunteer set compared to many other organizations it's a much younger volunteer set and uh, if you roll outside of college there are few avenues for you to make friends right so i think lots of us and i can tell you for a fact some of my closest friends today are volunteers i had met on twitter i had never met them in person until this month right two years into the journey i never met them in person and they are some of my closest friends today. eventually you tend to talk to them in a week you're talking to them five six hours so often times things spill outside of that so i think um, whoever joins in newly i tell them hey everything apart maybe 3 months later you figure out this is not for you 
life takes over things get busy it's completely okay but bottom line have fun and make friends right if you go out without making friends here i'll be disappointed right rest of it is up to you right you put in more time you'll get more value that's a simple fundamental here right um, it is a factor of time right nothing you can do and everyone grows right people who have been contributing early they see value they've transition they come back add more value so it's a function of time like you mentioned right exactly the slow cooking recipe you mentioned this is externally internally both is a factor of time right right yeah yeah so you know one thing that that strikes me is that you know we often actually talk about this in our work where we say that you know today you're seeing this is the age of the empowered employee right even for companies or for startups you want people who really believe in the cause right and and how is that going to happen is uh, you know when you have uh, you know figured out what your north star is you have articulated it everyone is aligned on that you know whatever the culture manifesto that you are talking about there is continuous reinforcement of the culture and all of that right the reason why this has become so much important these days is people want to connect with things uh which they believe in right so if if uh, i see an you know an employee of a startup uh, devoting four hours to a tpf uh, where he or she is not getting paid but you know doing it with so much more interest than his or her you know day job right the the entrepreneur is going to question that what am i not offering to this employee that you know he or she is putting in that that same time to a tpf which is why these days you know companies are also thinking about how can we you know sort of pick the kernel of what this community building is happening outside and bring it into our own uh, you know our own world right so this is this this is what is happening you know whether it is the right way to go about it or not is a different question but people are trying to do that what is your take on that to be honest i don't see a right or wrong here to be hmm. very honest on it i feel uh, like we'll probably figure out i feel like at this point of time it is what works for them right if it works for you uh, great right if it doesn't it is still completely okay because i still feel like there are so many avenues to go why are people contributing to this because they want to right Correct. personally no one is at a stage where it's philanthropy or you know where they are. they are wanting they have that good intention for sure right that's why they're coming forward outside of their full time they're putting an effort here right so that is there for sure but over time it, if they do not see an incentive align uh, they putting time outside of this which they could have put into something else right and their friends are doing it everyone else so if they don't see that value coming back to them then it becomes harder in the long term so somewhere that incentive needs to align sometimes this works for them sometimes something else might many times they would have joined here might have dropped out come back later that's happened also here also tpf also that happened i feel it's completely okay either or is okay do what works for you i think it is important for the individual to decide here that hey how does this time and think a little more long term it's not easy it's very easy to say this but uh, in the short term everything looks exciting think a little more medium term right 6 months from now how does this going to impact how is this going to impact you and uh, one thing i think just for me personally like i've i've realized that don't equate everything in terms of money right there's lots more to life after money like once you're into your career for x number of years you realize that um, like you can make you will make eventually x number of years from now you will make more money in one month what you made in the entire year of any of those dynamics right that plays true right it's very difficult for someone early in the career to realize this but um, slowly that is the truth you will make enough money at some point of time as long as you're going and in tech especially if you're going down this route 
you will get a little better you will get better jobs that's not a but you need to do something outside of work that excites you right and that's probably one of the reasons people you know indulge in maybe communities other ways to do it so i feel that is the more important factor as and when they realize that okay here um you know it's not just about the money that also comes maybe right this impact maybe you'll get a much better job that's happened to a lot more volunteer uh, but i feel all that is secondary right the first impact is okay here like how do I, how do we just like help more people and that just like i think most of the volunteers who stuck around from the beginning just enjoy that one aspect they don't even think in fact we don't even discuss internally about sustain it just happens that should but it's more about hey okay what is that next initiative and now people are start questioning okay if you're launching a new initiative internal volunteer they start questioning um, that okay how is it going to impact people better initially that question used to not come okay this looks exciting let's do it now they are starting to think okay this looks exciting but how is it going to help others how is it going to impact so i think that is a good point that a lot of other communities at some stage i think it's good to question uh, sometimes i might be in my own bias right i'll be like hey this looks exciting let's do it or someone else says that but i feel that cross dialogue is also super important and that's the healthy like if you measure community in some form it's probably not on volume tomorrow you will grow your community but it's more on these engagement metrics are people you know really thinking doubling down on what what is really creating an impact i feel those are the metrics that someone should really try right right I, and i think that is true for companies also which are trying to build communities right eventually what is the value that you are you know giving to the community members if on, on, the, on the company aspect on the company aspect i'll share i have seen um, i've seen a lot of companies now doubling down on building communities like you mentioned i think that is definitely true in 2021 that is no it's not going away uh, and the best part is they're putting you know effort and money behind it you know the hiring community managers they are integrating this with the marketing departments with the engineering department with their branding department like they figuring out the ways community work for them and they're also realizing that hey it takes time initially also they might have but then 3 months 6 months later like, okay hey this is not giving us any roi and you know a direct return on investment so then they used to shut it down but i think now they are at least invested and in especially second time founders i see like even from day one they starting community first right okay, whether they are saas solution whether they are building out a consumer product um name some of the you know larger startups starting today right from your jupiter which is a neo bank to rocket lane which is saas product all of them are thinking of community from day one even before their product is like so i think that's a great great inflection point i'm talking from india point of view in the west it's couple of years ahead right um but in, from an india point of view i think lots of second time founders are taking this very very seriously and that's a very positive sign right so there's more respect there's more money coming into the domain of community management you'll see a lot more people taking this up seriously you'll see a lot more good community managers come out right in fact it just just extending this right i mean if you think of community as as a theme uh, there have been movements uh, right that people have contributed their time to from wikipedia to open source to even political uh, movements right i mean yeah. whether you talk of arab spring or whatever else right it's always yeah. it always boils down to community building so do you yeah. see that as you know something which is uh, going to become more and more you know stronger in india where these communities we we'll also start thinking about okay what else can we do outside of say you know somebody like a, a product folks what can you do outside of product management since you have that community i'll give you two examples right um, one of our volunteers run was running right he's not running it anymore was running one of india's largest political communities it was a facebook group with more than like 10 million people no not 10 million i don't know the number exactly but maybe a million plus for sure right a 3 million approximately 1 to 3 million right? that's a huge number to actually manage 
uh, and there's so many different learnings that come from that. So I'm going to give you one example of that that is happening within the community. Second, most recent example, um, for two months, we shut down operations for TPF and all of us were involved in day-to-day -day COVID relief efforts, right? We bu built out a donate page, we got more than 4 million hits in a month, right? And all of this are just this entire team saying that, hey, okay, we must pause everything we're doing. And it's so much easier because we're already across 27 different cities in India, right? Uh, towns and cities, different, different places, tier two, tier three, tier one. So that became on, on overnight, right? On Thursday, we, we thought, okay, hey, you know, we are going into this second wave. Things are getting very bad. Can we do something about it? On Friday, we were like, hey, let's pause. And by Saturday, Sunday, we had the Glide app ready, right? We had that uh, resources. By Monday, we had the donate pay ready in a, in a span of five days, which wouldn't have been possible because you spent five days, first of all, to figure out, hey, what to do and how do you get more people to, how do you mobilize? This was already in place for us, right? So within five days, we saw that impact. Of course, then word spread and then like traction increase. But within five days, at least we had that initial thing ready. There were different people contributing in different ways. We had like volunteer groups across WhatsApp, uh, which would have become super overwhelming for people who are doing it for the first time. But for us, operations ran on WhatsApp. So it happened like overnight, right? And I saw so many other volunteer groups spring up, right? Right out of Twitter. I don't know the impact it created. Honestly, I can't like, uh, I feel like 99% impact is definitely what doctors did in hospital. But even that 1% of just trying to put in some effort to bridge people, to help, uh, just being support, just being the support layer. I feel in that, I think a lot of these volunteer groups stepped up. And uh, not just as I saw at least 30 different, volunteer groups spring up over the last you know in that covid relief effort so these are just two recent examples to share with you i think uh, community management has been going along you know for decades for years for centuries together in different forms whether religious whether uh, just causes right tomorrow there are so many of these volunteer groups who are doing like environmental like trying to you know protect the earth like i feel those are also much larger causes to contribute to uh, product management in fact is a smaller smaller like a niche that we started with it's important to start with a niche but over time it grows because tomorrow we might become you know the world's largest place for entrepreneurs to go to right eventually that just increases our community and i think that's how communities grow you start with a niche and eventually you become an umbrella where lots of these you know people find value as long as you're providing value as long as the people are finding value I don't think like it, it doesn't matter how small or big the cause is, but absolutely what you mentioned. I think it's a matter of time. Some causes are much larger from day one and attracts a lot more people, but it's that much, that much harder to manage, right? Imagine climate change itself is so hard to you know make an impact, but lots of volunteer organizations coming up there as well. So I think uh, it's a matter of, I think it's just been there. We're seeing like a new form to it uh, and lots of learning which we're picking up from what's already existing. Right. Just adapting to the new times. That's all. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that that's the that's the most common thing that I uh, say to founders when I talk about uh, you know helping them build and articulate their culture and influence their employees. Say, People have been doing this for centuries. You know, religion was always about building that culture. They had rituals. They had this mythology of stories. That's the same thing we want to build. You know, just that you are a remote company. Uh, doesn't mean the tactics change, right? Uh, it's it's the same things that we've been doing uh, for centuries that we just need to apply to this uh, context. So so very very true to uh, you know exactly what you said. So one uh, question that comes to mind is for a community or a community builder, what can be defined as success? Sure. Um, again, two three ways to look at it. I think. If you're looking at this as a full-time gig and you want to build like a monetizable layer, I think uh, that should be your North Star, you know, tie up your value to, uh, um, if people are paying for it, that 
there's a direct correlation to value, right? If they're seeing value in it, they will pay for it, right? End of the day, they're paying and they're not seeing value, they're going to drop out of it, right? Whether you're thinking of membership, whichever form of it you're thinking, if that is your core, if you're, you know, trying to build a business out of it, figure out where people are willing to put money to them out. Like many people say, hey, you do it, we will pay for it. That's a very different category. But if they're really paying for it, that means you are creating value, right? That's how I would say that. That is one category. Second is maybe, you know, like us, if you're building a volunteer-driven community, then uh, optimize for, you know, what is that outcome, right? People are sticking along. Many people might get attracted to it, thinking like, okay, hey, what is this, that nuanced way? How many people are sticking to it, right? So that's a different metric. How engaged is your community might be a good metric to track, you know? So success might be like, are you growing? In fact, like if you stagnate, it becomes a problem at some point of time because uh, there will be churn in community, right? It's never going to be 100 out of 100 people, especially in a completely free community, even in paid communities that happens, right? So uh, grow, keep growing month on month. That can be one metric you can track. And second is the value you're providing. Now, the value can be if people are coming back to your community, that is the engagement metric you're tracking, then you are providing value, right? So these are proxy metrics. I don't think there's a direct metric. Uh, if for us, you ask me what's a direct metric, it is the outcome we are creating. How many people are transitioning? Those who are looking to break into product, right? How many of them are transitioning via product? So that could be a metric we are tracking, right? Right now we started tracking that for senior people, right? So this is for people who want to break into product, but for senior, mid, mid senior, um, look at, like we've been doing a lot of user interviews. I think the focus is also on that for now, right? Till now we've been focusing a lot more on helping people to break into product, but maybe over the next six, 12 months, we want to build out that layer where people are already into product. How do we help them uh, get better at their skill? How do we help them interact with more, you know, either people in their, you know, circle of company, people who are in their same journey or people who are like senior to them, maybe for mentorship, maybe for guidance, et cetera. Right? So there can be different ways of doing it, but maybe success metrics, there will be like, how many of those intros can we make? How many of these people actually find value? They're the metrics for us change. So I feel like depends on the, the path you're taking, right? If, if monetization is the goal, definitely focus on it. It's easier to tie back. It might take you a little longer, but in our case, I think value is the success metric. Like if you're growing month on month and we're able to increase or at least maintain our engagement rate, that means, okay, people are at least finding some value to it. Uh, if you can increase our engagement rate, if you can increase our retention rate, nothing like it. I think I would put a lot more emphasis on that. And uh, primary metrics slowly, I think we also want to transition to outcomes. Like how do we help more people and actually track that as a metric? That is number one. For senior mid-senior folks, it is about like, again, it's very difficult for me to tell you, okay, hey, how are you going to track this value as a metric? Uh, but I think some of these lagging indicators help you, right? If you are growing month to month, if you are increasing your engagement rate and eventually people are putting out these testimonies with or without you saying people are going to say that out on social. So if that is going, I think this is a fair value to say growth equals to success metrics in some ways, right? A meaningful growth, right? It right. is not about growing an audience here. It is more about helping your community members find value from it. Now, this value as a metric can be different for different communities. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So if you think of the product community in India, right? Um, like I said, uh, you know, there have been these bodies, the NASCOM, you know, yeah. Product Council and, and all these people who are trying to do uh, something and they've done a, a fantastic job. What do you True. think should the education system and companies do to again improve the product community? You guys are doing a fantastic yeah. job. You are volunteer driven. But there is a role that, you know, someone else needs to play and has not done a, a great job for whatever reason. Where is it that they can step up, both the, the education system and companies themselves? 
100% agree. I think both of them have a equally important role to play, right? From the education point of view, is what we are doing. I think that is something the education system should essentially be doing, right? And so, Joe, as an entire program, can come much, much more earlier. Many of them who joined in are people who are early in their career. Like I think at least 40% of people who entered in Sojo was early in their career. I think that is something education system can just take it off, whether as a core curriculum, whether as workshop on top of it. I think as early as we can get into product building, nothing like that, right? So I think on the education front, for sure, I'll extend education to even companies, right? As they enter, it is not only about the work they're doing, but also a lot that they can help in upskilling, right? Whether they're doing that internal, like as an L&D program, or they're partnering with, you know, maybe even courses, maybe even bootcamp, but it is very important to help, you know, your uh, employees continuously upskill. The market is changing so fast. The skills are changing, the tools are getting outdated, the concepts. Fundamentals remain the same, of course, right? So that is something to pick up, but everything around you is changing, right? Unless you can help your employees stick around, you as a company might not be relevant tomorrow. Right. So it is as important for you because if they if they learn these skills and they're able to apply it to your company, your company is also going to grow. So I think from both point of view, it's important. We as a volunteer-driven community try to play the enabling layer. Right. NASCOM probably was the enabling layer between the government and lots of these industries where they were trying to get a lot more participation. So I think they're at a far, far better uh, stage to you know solve this. But just like every other community, right? When you're in the first early 12 to 24 months. You have a lot more excitement. You're a little smaller. You can build build things way more in an agile fashion, right? Hey, you want to do this? It doesn't take so much time. Once you grow out, like to a body that's that big, there are a lot more processes. There's a lot more bureaucracy. There are things that you can get done very easily. But then uh, it is also important for you to stick to your grassroots. Like, do you have enough ears on the ground to see if this is really making an impact, right? You probably have a lot more connect, like I mentioned, on the top of the pyramid. But you need to, at the same time, have a at least years on the ground to ensure also you'll be living in your own biases, right? So that I think is that enabling layer and it, it's easy to do that. And this is probably something very important for us also as we grow. I think it is important for us to still stick to the roots and understand at that point of time, what is it that the commun community wants, right? So I think um, for bodies like them, I think it is super important not to just Policy is something they can drive, right? To do it, but at the same time, ensure that whatever policy you're driving is actually relevant to today, right? Not relevant to what you thought is relevant or what you started doing eight, 10 years back. At that point of time, what you did was fantastic. And today what you're doing is great, right? But you need to ensure that the level of power you have is translating down to outcomes, which is relevant to today's time, right? So it is, uh, they have a lot more leverage, honestly, like essentially, We'd love to partner. We'd love to do things together also, but uh, it should just align, right? It should just align. I think that becomes the most, and I feel like that is a, a, an inherent advantage we have. We have lots more young folks who are guided by senior PM, who are guided by people who are a little, you know, um, senior in their career. So I feel like that, that important, even if they get a lot more junior folks in their organization, that will help them understand what is the challenges people face today. Or maybe don't play out that environment. Maybe just solve at the top. And that is also completely okay, right? Maybe you are solving policy level changes. Maybe you are making an impact. I think they do a lot of stuff on the policy side of things. They do a lot. They are, in fact, also coming out with the upskilling programs. They did a like a great job in trying to do the entire services to product wave, right? And you mentioned that. I think uh, iSpirit did a great job. Product Nation did a great job. Uh, NASCOM did a great job. And uh, these organizations are far, far bigger today. So for them to come down to the grassroots, they can in fact do every single thing we're doing, maybe to greater precision also. Um, I think it is about the incentives aligning for them, right? I think as the organization grows, focus shifts, energy shifts, everyone is very, very excited early on 
how do you maintain this energy as the company grows as as with every company right correct so yeah yeah and and for individuals you know what uh, is your advice to them who are uh you know looking and and this is true for people at different levels right from somebody who's just starting off their career what do you do today in order to be relevant tomorrow that is you know that is what is most important and we have seen people we've in fact we've had guests on this show who have you know self taught themselves to move from a business analyst role in a large it services company to now being a product uh, owner uh, in in a startup right but he actually had to you know do the hard yards himself right because yes. you know there is nothing uh, supporting him so yeah. what are the things that people should do both for somebody who's just starting off their careers where should they uh, what should they seek out where should they volunteer uh, to somebody who say mid mid career you know 5 10 years in in any kind of uh, a role product or services company what should yeah. they be thinking any any advice to them yeah i'll probably go on record to say this that there is absolutely no substitute to hard work so if you're looking for like work life balance then be and everything in life is trade offs right so ensure that at any point of time if you want like a really good work life balance just remember there are tons of other people out there in the same market who are putting way more effort than you are forget talent right you right. might be very talented that might offset your hard work by small percentages right but uh, if you are out there saying that okay they do hustle culture and i'm saying this on record right uh, i'm not promoting hustle culture it is each one's choice that's all i'm saying right i'm saying that uh, if you you will you will it is proportional to the effort you're putting in right you can call it smart work right smart work, smart work is essentially hard work plus more direction added to it right you are going in the right path and luck i'm not discounting for luck everything has luck how do you increase you might be working super hard things might not work out for you i agree there are lots of instances we've seen but what is in our hands right is luck in our hands no what is in our hands is the effort we put in we can control the inputs we cannot control the outputs right so basic thing is forget everyone around you, you might not come from the best circumstances completely okay it's in the past you might not have the best circle around you because often times i think the ambition and every other thing that we see around us is a factor of that for sure what have you been exposed to right so you might not come to that again in the past right today maybe it's very difficult for you if you want something tomorrow it might not happen right immediately something might not happen but if you put effort today 6 months 12 months needle will move right if you're putting an effort needle will move how much the needle moves i cannot guarantee you cannot guarantee no one can guarantee right there is different factors that that come into it so if you're early into your career um some very uh, what i say tactical things to do right split it into two buckets right one is figure out whether you want to grow up the career what do you want to do right initially do you uh, are you in that position that you want to start something of your are you in that position like write that down is that something you are in the position if not maybe 5 10 years from now do you want to start up right how do you work towards that do you want to be like an engineering leader do you want to be a product leader at a company how do you work towards that right first step is figuring out okay fine and like honestly even i don't know what i maybe want to do 10 years from now very difficult right so just have a broad vision maybe it's like five different visions also maybe i want to do this or this and this etc etc so just have some vision towards where do you want to go right if you want to get into hospitality but you're doing engineering and working in an it firm is completely different right not even going close so have have a broad idea to start with whether early or mid career at least have some path right and mid career more importantly now you have lesser options right as you go up you have lesser options so you need to start figuring out with more depth second now is where you start building it into two steps right two different skill set one is 
how do i get into those opportunities how do i increase my surface area to get into those opportunities right uh, is it better for me to sit and apply to 200 roles on linkedin and then like wait for a chance or can i create more opportunities for myself right can i you know maybe you know start a podcast be a part of a community can i start writing more blog posts can i you know be active on social maybe twitter linkedin figure out what your game lies at right can i just maybe i don't even need to do all that can i just reach out to you know write 15 20 cold mails and the companies i'm interested in right there are different ways a hundred different ways to do it. figure out what works for you but at least take that first step tomorrow you might start a podcast three months later you will realize this is not for me but you might figure out okay here at least you eliminated something you realize okay maybe podcasting is not a thing you will then explore hey maybe is writing my thing right so it's completely okay take experiment a lot more early in your career to figure out what works for you right do you enjoy engaging with people right i love enjoy i i enjoy like i think that the reason when you asked me also how or why you got into product why why product like why as a community i think i enjoyed just interacting with people right i think in the in the hindsight i can say that maybe back then i didn't know right so experiment a lot early in your career and uh, don't fall that fall for that fomo right you can have different circles of friends if your primary circle of friends is not doing it don't worry you can still go out and do it just because they are not doing that what will they think about me i think early in your career that sets in a lot so these are two three things that which i feel tactically just get out of that you can do a lot of these things second part that i was telling is build that skill right here this will help you get an opportunity but once you get an opportunity uh, it is equally important So yes, you need to get that opportunity. You get the foot in the door, and there's a great book called The Third Door by Alex. If you check that out, you can put a link in the description. That is a great way to build the first bucket, right? How do I get that opportunity? Now that I've got the opportunity, how do I prove my worth? So it's equally important for you to have that skill, whether it's engineering, product, etc., etc. I'm a huge believer that things can be learned online, but at the same time, I don't downplay. Like for example, in in product, there's a huge discussion that goes on: Hey, is MBA required to get into product? Right? I don't downplay it. Right? It's a great accelerator if you have that 30 or 40 lakh that you want to invest, and you can you have the skill to get into a like a college like ISB. Nothing like it. Right? It's a great accelerator. Well, in fact, you'll have to put two x the hard work to do it from the outside. Brand plays an important role. Whatever said and done, plus it opens up some of these doors, right? So what you are essentially doing in two buckets, ISP does that for you, and there are long-term effects of it. People just think about, hey, does it help me transition? It's an accelerator. Whether in terms of money, whether in terms of skill, whether in terms of opportunity, it's an accelerator, right? The trade-off is, hey, yes, you are spending some money, energy, right? You are spending money is that form that you are trading that for some time that you're saving there, right? other way of doing it is can you get that material can you hustle your way can you make that network can you write cold emails right so there are two buckets there is no uh, fine line but in both of them they working hard whether you go to isb you still need to put in the hard work they stay up nights to solve those case study break those interviews right it's not easy for them right and say today you are like okay dude i don't want to spend that 34 lakh like, i don't want to go to isb i don't want that credential i can do it on my own imagine they have all that plus they are spending 14 hours a day full time they are studying preparing for interviews etc etc building that network are you putting in that effort you first of all have a 8 10 hour job right on top of that you need to match up with something like this just imagine i'm just putting it out there these are facts right there's nothing to do with hustle there's nothing out here right putting it out there you're probably playing for the same now google opens up three openings say you break in also right you are also you can talk about zero sum how much ever right but there are three positions that they're opening up this year right maybe you are exceptional they might create that fourth position but you have to become that exceptional person you need to break in you need to come in front of them and uh, google in fact doesn't hire so much outside at least lateral is very very like later stage and i just gave this an example right tomorrow you want to work with an early stage company also you need to get in front of them you need to get that opportunity then you need to prove your skill right so 
it is a factor of the work you put in some might get lucky early some might get lucky later there is a factor of luck but there is that effort you put in i think either mid or late it is very important for folks to understand the market they are playing the game they are playing first understand the game you are playing then understand the market you are playing and uh, tell me one person who has made it without working hard and i'll i'll be convinced but i just feel like uh, people want it easy today which is which is not the case right whether and it's a function of time and patience like some uh we are all we are all in a fomo driven society right we want in, we want everything happening tomorrow realize that the person next to you might be putting in the effort that you don't know right so i think like one word if i had to say it like it is the effort right people are putting in lots of effort behind the scene do that then rest of it will follow whether and there are different ways to do it right figure out different paths what what game you want to play is in your hand or whatever game you play you need to put in the effort required for that a little uh, extended answer <laughs> but i just went as deep as i could yeah 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 so you mentioned uh, the book the third door so any other books podcasts people to follow that that you would recommend um, you know i'll tell you what i'm reading right now so uh, like i've just started uh, like a couple of books that i have mm-hmm. one is uh, if you are into the investing side of things i'm currently reading the education of a value investor and uh, this book called one up on wall street by peter lynch so i've just been interested in the stock market lately uh, another one that i'm currently reading is originals by adam grant so right. i think this is pretty famous that is another book i'm reading and i think one of them is barking up the wrong tree i think this was a gift by a friend one of our tpf members only just sent it out it's by eric barker so these are three books that i'm currently four books that i'm currently reading uh I haven't really got the time to read as much. I'd love to, but I think I have one called the Twenty-Two Laws of Immutable Laws of Branding. I think that yes, is super important for me yes. to read. Read right now. Yeah, you read it, right? Yes, that's, that's lying on my shelf. I want to read that at least by the end of this year. Right. Yeah, that will that will change the way you look at the world. Oh yeah. Awesome, awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That was in fact uh, gifted to me by another founder friend, uh, Ankit from Oslash. Okay. So, fantastic guy. Also. Okay, great, great. So that that brings us to the end of this conversation, Suhas. But before you go, I'm going to ask you for your hot takes on you know three things. I've given right? too many already. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so the so the first one is: What do you think is the future relevance of product startups in India? Super bullish. I'm super bullish. I feel like. Uh, like you just saw like the recent dairy milk campaign rephrased or AI right Astra and him fantastic job I feel like uh, um, this decade like I'm 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 one hundred and ten percent bullish on this I feel uh, like if you are early in your career listening to this if you're mid in your career listening to this um, just look out for funding announcements those are the teams that are just out there with money looking to grow. Uh, reach out with some relevance, some value, right? Make a deck, see the pain points. Reach out to senior product managers there. Like I'm, I'm talking from a product point of view, but any role that you'd like to, if it's a smaller company, reach out to the founder directly. I'm sure they'd be willing to chat with you. They want great talent to work with them, right? You just need to add value before. Like that's the best way, right? Can you add value even without being a part of their team? Um, especially young in your career, take the chances. And um, I'm super bullish, honestly. Short answer to that: hundred and ten bullish on. um product startups from india um this decade is definitely you know this as <laughs> what what do you think is the future relevance of metaverse ah uh at at the risk of sounding cliche um there's something i've been exploring as well and uh, you know what i've done is i've set set up like an 
other Twitter account, like another anonymous Twitter account, where I just follow these folks. So it feels like, uh, and this this some account that I open only late night, just before sleeping. So I live in another world just before going to sleep. And it's it's very it's uh, very different, right? Many of us are not believers today, but the biggest companies, um, Facebook and Microsoft, have already announced, right? So they're FOMO driven. But you just need to uh, remember that this FOMO is now at that stage, right? It may be FOMO, but now the FOMO is at that stage. These are two biggest trillion, like uh, biggest companies on on the other side of the world, right? So it's a matter of time to follow you. And uh, I've been working very closely with uh, founders in India, some founders in India, building in this space. So it's a very exciting time, honestly. If you're early in your career, if you have the time or if you have the bandwidth to take a bet. Uh, go for it. Two years later, it might not work out. Not saying. I think it's very early, like you mentioned, very early to say yes or no to this. But if you have the chance, I think definitely take a bet on this. Okay. I'm bullish again. I think both both things. I'm super bullish at the okay. intersection of it. To be honest. <laughs> and and what do you think is the future relevance of uh, Indian B schools? Ah, <laughs> honestly, uh, some of my closest friends have done good degrees India and abroad. Uh, so not dissing, but. Uh, I feel, um, and I want to do. I I think on on the shelf behind you can also see my GMAT preparation book lying there for like two and a half three years. So um, I feel like if you get a chance today, do it. Relevance of it um, from the point of view, right? If you if you're going there for the network, internet makes things easier. You can build network in a better way. If you're going there for the degree as a credential. Um, and you want to work at startups, startup founders, don't look at degrees, don't look at credentials. You, you have better ways of showcasing that in the internet first world. Um, you can spend a fraction of that money and then like get into really coveted CBCs, for example, you know, there are these Reforges, Ondex, the Stoas, the, you know, all these CBCs that are springing up, right? Go be a part of them um, early, right? Because that's where the network is very curated. And for a fraction of that money, you can be, like I feel like end of the day, figure out what you want from that MBA, right? These 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 colleges aren't going anywhere because I think huge endowment, huge uh, you know instances where they are there, and there is there'll still be a large majority of people who want to go to it. So I don't think it's going away anywhere. How relevant will it stay in an internet world, first world? I feel there are much better opportunities available today. So it is in your hand what game again comes down to the game you want to play. Um, it's not going any going away anywhere. I feel still like ninety percent of Janta will will look forward to that and that credential because of how we are as a society, right? So in the short to medium term, it's not going away, but uh, lots of great opportunities in the short to medium term for you to expand your network, to expand your uh, you know skill, and uh, credential will come over time, right? Credential isn't something that you can pick up as easily. So uh, maybe being part of one of these uh, you know boot camps or CBCs can be an alternative. It is not an alternative can be an alternative if they grow to a similar tomorrow, um, 10 years from now, if that on deck has the same value as how, maybe not, right? Because they have a much larger rigorous process of getting in. The brand has been built over 50 years. So I think the credential will take time, but uh, are are the opportunities they're looking for, looking for that credential, right? Today, are they looking for that credential? Maybe not. And that is something that will change over time, right? The proof of work concept is coming true. There are lots of ways to showcase that. In fact, I don't come from a tier one college, but uh, over the last no one has asked me for which college I come from, right? And I'm not even there yet. Like I haven't like even like done. So I feel like there are so many ways to showcase your proof of work. It takes some time. Again, coming down to boiling down to exactly that. I feel like uh, it's not going and going away anywhere. But you have lots more avenues today to showcase your skill set for you to upskill. So you'd rather invest there if you're putting in the same amount of effort. Um, 
you'd rather invest in that i think the returns are much 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 larger like that amount of money if you spend here uh, there's a chance that the upside is a lot more right you're there i think the upsides are capped at some point again uh, like i i'm i'm not a believer saying that hey no mbas i've seen lots of my friends get that you know career boost with it some of my closest friends have gone to good colleges right so i've seen the impact of that so anyone who tells me hey mbas are useless i'm not on that school of thought as well but i feel like uh, there are these are good opportunities as well right and for a much large for a much lesser risk point of view and why why risk i tell you because you are if you going outside of india for studies you are spending that 100k 200k which you will have to spend the next 3 4 years getting back right here also if you're spending 30 40 lakh of course your salary will be higher outside of an mba if you're going to and if you're doing an mba do it only in tier 1 right i'm comparing only tier 1 as an mba i'm not even talking about tier 2 tier 3 don't do tier 2 tier 3 when you mention about relevance in my head i was talking only about tier 1 mba tier 2 tier 3 mbas yes there will be a much lesser relevance again for a different part of the population which maybe we are not discussing today so as i'm assuming one yes we're not discussing tier 2 tier 3 mba and we're discussing only for the top x percent right that's where i'm coming from i think for that percentage of population which mostly will be listening to your podcast i feel you all have a lot more uh, you know opportunities today uh, grab that two years later that doesn't work i think mba is always going to be that's not a problem on that note uh, suhas i think that was a fantastic about almost an hour long uh, chat that we had on uh, the nuts and bolts of community building and uh, you know how things are uh, changing in the world of startups and and how should people think about it two things that stood out for me one was time time and patience when it comes to community building and for individuals to think about their future relevance know the game that you are playing know the rules of the game and make a very deliberate choice of whether you want to play that game or not if you exactly. play it make sure you know the rules and you know play it accordingly otherwise you know you are playing t20 in a test or a test <laughs> in a t20 know the rules so you can break it as well right if you want Correct. to go as a third door right i think there's something even he talks about a lot so if you don't know the rules you don't know and it's fine like just learn the basics like just understand how it works then break it it's fine but at least understand the game you're playing like that if right. you don't know what game you're playing then you're in two boats two legs in two boats which becomes very difficult for you to go for yeah Yeah. So on that note, Suhas, thanks a lot for this great conversation. Thanks, thanks so much, Harish. I honestly loved it. Thanks for you know driving the conversation, um, and I'm also looking forward to you know how the podcast goes. So thanks so much for having me here. If you like this, we know you care about your and your team's future relevance. You can find us and you now click on the subscribe button on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. There are two ways to enter the insider group of friends of CTQ: a Telegram channel where you'll get daily tidbits that help you think about future relevance, and our weekly email newsletter called the Up Leveler. Got some fabulous testimonials from our subscribers. We share special discount codes for CTQ compounds and exclusive invitations to our events on both these channels. Just go to choose to think.com that is think with a q and you'll find all the links to subscribe you owe it to yourself